T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Peter King for a weekly Hey, How Are You? with playoff implications. Finally, here we are, Peter. It actually happened. The 49ers won 10 in a row as the Vikings started backpedaling, and they're the two seed. It's kind of unbelievable where this whole thing started and how they crossed the finish line with Brock Purdy and a defense that feels like it's really significant. Um, this is this is this is really set up to be a very interesting postseason, not just with a game at Levi Stadium to start it all off on Saturday, but all the way around. We got intrigue everywhere. Yeah, you know, I was just uh, this afternoon. I'm one of the voters for the uh, the Associated Press Awards every year, the MVP and all that stuff. So I found myself today going over everything on the ballot, you know. And so one of the things I was going over is Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I said to myself, Self, Brock Purdy has played only one-third of the snaps about for the 49ers this year. But I must have spent 15 minutes, you know, going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm not going to vote for him number one, but I think I'm going to vote for him two or three. Just because, you know, as I wrote in my column the other day, you know, over the last five weeks, he's a top five NFL quarterback. And that's one of the most incredible things you can say about this weird, weird NFL season. But um, I just, I keep finding myself, you know, there's so many things that happen in the course of any season that, so many things that are odd. And there are a huge number of things this year that are odd. The Giants making the playoffs, Jacksonville winning that division. So there, there's some weird things, the Lions being good again. Do you realize the Detroit Lions in the last nine games are seven and two, and Jared Goff's touchdown to interception ratio is fifteen to zero? I, it, I mean, you please explain that to me. You know, after watching his last year with the Rams, but but anyway, anyway, a lot of weird things. But I can't help but think that the marriage of uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, this. Mr. Irrelevant, who's now so exceedingly relevant, uh, is really one of the stories of this year. The other two uh, candidates that you might put ahead of Purdy would be um, Walker and Thomas. No. I presume you don't have to tell me which one it is, but no, no, I'll t I'm happy to tell you. I'm thinking. 
I've got four people who I'm really thinking a lot about. Um, and I hate when I always do it with, uh, with skilled players because, like, for instance, the Seahawks have two starting rookie tackles. And the left tackle's been okay. The right tackle's really pretty good. Um, but I'm thinking of Kenneth Walker, Tyler Algier, who's the running back for Atlanta who had a thousand yards. Both those guys had thousand yard seasons. And then I'm thinking of Chris Olave. Olave, I, I, I think I would have edging Garrett Wilson of the Jets, but they're close. And, uh, and then I'm thinking of, of, uh, Brock Purdy. So I, I, we can vote for three. You go one, two, three. So out of those four, I'm going to pick three to be, uh, one, two, three, and offensive rookie of the year. I'm kind of thinking of Algier, the Atlanta back, but I want to look at it one more time tomorrow morning before I vote. It's hard to predict anything in football. How many 10-game winning streaks do you think we might see over the next decade in this sport? I mean, it feels like a 10-game winning streak is a real big number, and that's what the Niners yeah. are going into the postseason with. It's it's extraordinary given the volatility that you see every single week to week from every single roster. Yeah. The great thing about what the 49ers have done is that they had a crisis in the middle of arguably their toughest schedule stretch of the season, and they won every game. I mean, I, I can just tell you something. I remember being at that uh, 49ers game against the Dolphins where uh, obviously one quarter into the game they've got this this thing that happened that I remember you know and I hate to I hate to be overly dramatic about this but I met with Kyle Shanahan for a few minutes after the game and one of the things he said is when one of the trainers went up to him I think the, the head athletic trainer went up to him in the middle of the second quarter there was a pause in play he goes hey uh, Garoppolo has got uh, a foot injury and it looks like he's going to be out for the year or words to that effect and you know, obviously it looks a little bit better but still and Kyle Shanahan had to like put the stiff upper lip on it, like uh, you know, all is well. You know, like Kevin Bacon in Animal House. You know, like hey, all is well, <laughs> no problem. And so, you know, when in reality he's thinking, what the f are we going to do here? And I think, but his work, um, you know, I, and I kind of remember this. We may have talked about it, but his work with with Brock Purdy, you know, in the summer, I think really told him that he was he was kind of morose about the whole thing that day, but he also knew that with no ill feeling toward Nate Sudfeld, there was a reason why he picked Brock Purdy over Nate Sudfeld back in August or early September. And the reason is very, very simple, because he simply trusted him a little bit more than he trusted Nate Sudfeld. And, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times in the last month, but the fact is, I think people who were absolutely eliminating Brock Purdy from having any chance to do what he had done really had not studied his pedigree, which is, you know, when you play 48 games of major college football, 
you've you've seen a few things. I mean, but obviously, it's it's incredible what has happened. Um, let me let me look less granularly for a minute. This is not a game where you see a lot of ways that Seattle is going to play much differently than they did in the first two times they've played. But what is their path to victory other than a crap load of turnovers or a catastrophic injury? I think the Seattle's way to victory is Geno Smith, um, who's not going to have a lot of time compared to what he normally has. But I think it's Geno Smith making four to six plays in the intermediate and deep areas of the field. That's it. I just don't think they can bang out four long drives in this game because really, you know, the important thing for Seattle, even though nobody's going to sit here and say that the 49ers have a have Patrick Mahomes and the miracle offense of Kansas City, at least right now, you know, but they want to keep the ball away from the 49ers. They need to have a 35-25 time of possession lead. The way to do that is to hit a few plays so they're not always seeing eight people near the line of scrimmage. And I, if, if I were Shane Waldron this week, I would be thinking this has got to be a game where our wide receivers uh, really help us in this game. We need to make some plays downfield. We need to get four to six big chunks in the course of this game. I agree. I think that's the way they got to do it. If if the Seahawks win this game, DK Metcalf or yeah. Tyler Lockett. You got to have 160 yards. Exactly. I was about to say 150 yeah. yard, 10 catch, two yeah. touchdown afternoon where whoever yeah. got matched up on Diamador Lenore really took advantage of that yeah. matchup. And 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 you can see Lenore getting picked on week to week here. And it's not because he's a bad player. It's because he is the, the only... alternative. they're not good. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, the amount of guys on this league in this league, who Peter would be the worst player on the 49ers defense is a long list of very good football players. Yeah. I think the one thing about this game, and this is one of the things I've gotten to enjoy over the years about Pete Carroll. You know, I think Pete Carroll is one of those guys who can sell ice to Eskimos. And I can tell you, by the time they get on the plane Friday midday for San Jose, the Seattle Seahawks are going to have no doubt in their mind that they're going to win this game. I know that sounds funny, but Pete is one of those guys that they will come up with a plan knowing that if they execute their plan, they've got a good chance to win the game. And that's what a good coach does with his team. And look, I, I, I was thinking about this today. I was walking my dog. I was thinking about all the matchups, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, Buffalo would have a hard, time, a lot hard, harder time right now today, in my opinion, beating uh, Pittsburgh the way they've played recently because Pittsburgh will just grind you into a pulp, and their defense is really going to damage you. Okay, and I thought the same thing about the Lions. If the Lions somehow had gotten in 
with <clears throat> you know with the way they have played recently. I think they would give the 49ers a tougher game. I don't think they beat the Niners, but I think they give the Niners a tougher game than Seattle. But then I always think of Pete Carroll, and I always think of there's something about the Seahawks. There just is. They're uh, they are you know they're the they're the uh, you know whatever the the thing that you just can't kill. They're they're just. They're always going to be competitive, and in a rivalry game like this, you never know. I mean, I'd be surprised if the 49ers lost, but I think Pete Carroll understands how to win this game. It's just being able to execute that plan to win this game. Um, who is better better served in what looks like it's going to be a rainy, windy day? And when rain, when I say rainy and windy, I don't mean like intermittent showers. I mean yeah. it might dump. You would think Seattle because you would think that Seattle is used to playing in that. But Seattle really, first of all, they've got a guy in Geno Smith who, I mean, I don't know what his history is in a game like this, but they certainly haven't had horrible weather this year to play in and so many guys there are new including the quarterback on the other hand you'd probably say the same thing about brock purdy because brock purdy i am sure even though he's from phoenix um has played in the midwest in november a lot over you know for, for four years so i'm sure he's played in some crummy games um that's a really good question. I don't think it really is going to have... It It certainly will have an impact on how the game is played, no question about it. But I don't think it's going to have an impact on, it, on giving one team an advantage over the other. We've already got a lot of NFL offseason news starting to develop, and we want to get to some of it with you here. Yep. But my last question, just concerning the Niners and how they got here... And I always like, Peter, how you are the right person to talk to about, you know, things that are borderline. Is this how historic is this? Christian McCaffrey's acquisition has already borne fruit that has seen more scrimmage yards by any midseason acquisition in football history. McCaffrey's already got yeah. that with the 49ers. He really has been the skeleton key to get them gaudy point totals that were not to be seen really before he joined. Are we talking about, and and obviously, you know, where this story ends will determine how you might want to answer this question, and we don't know that yet, but are we talking about one of the singular greatest trades in the history of midseason football trading here in Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. I mean... It's an interesting question. It's it's hard. It's really hard to make that statement after what eight games, maybe nine. I forget how many it's been, but um, but like sometimes when you see it, you start thinking it. Like you said, you've seen six games out of Brock Purdy, and he's on your list. Yeah, yeah. But I think this. I think McCaffrey. What's so interesting is that even though he has been a little bit banged up. I was starting to think that Christian McCaffrey was getting to the point in his career where if he played 12-game seasons, he'd be happy. 
Um, but that hasn't been the case this year. You know, he's been able to hang in there and really, you know, let's, let's be honest. They need him to play four games in the next five weeks. That's, that's all there is to it. And so, and that, and he is vitally, vitally important. He will be as important as any single player on Saturday, weather like that. And I think what has impressed me so much about him is that, you know, when you play for Carolina, you are never on national TV. Nobody ever cares about your games over the last, say, three years. And, you know, so when that happens and then you come where every game is like a showcase game, every game is a big game to some degree. And 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 he has just come through game after game after game. I just I can't be more impressed with a guy. And at the time, I said, Oof, "Man, the Niners gave up a lot, especially for a guy who's starting to play half seasons." <laughs> you know, and and he has really been to me. It's hard to say a pleasant surprise because you know if he's healthy, he's going to produce like this, but. I think Kyle Shanahan has done a lot of really smart things with him, scheme-wise. And, and look, everybody, when he's on the field, you know there's a real good chance the ball is coming to him. And yet, he's had some open fields, fields this year that, uh, that probably I didn't expect. And whenever I see that, I say, hey, he's a great player, but he's also got people uh, designing plays for him to get him that open. Peter King... He told us last week that he was voting Nick Bosa his defensive player of the year. My final Niner question for you today. You actually have Nick Bosa in your top five for league MVP overall. He's the only non-quarterback that you've got in there. Why do you believe he belongs in that lofty of a conversation? Well, I had Justin Jefferson in there before Bosa and to be honest with you, a lot of it is team-related. When I, when I do an MVP list, the people on my list are almost always going to play for winning teams, unless there's something so extraordinary that happens that you've got to put somebody else on it. But I just think the best defense in football, and it isn't close, is San Francisco's. He's the most important player in that defense, the keystone. I'm not going to say that he's, you know, like mentally, it's he's he's not what Fred Warner is in terms of being the nerve center of a defense. He has specific assignments that he has to carry out. My point is that uh, he keeps every offensive coordinator up nights worrying about how we're going to do it. And I think, you know what I think was kind of his seminal moment this year and the moment that... I I don't want to be. This is a little bit a little bit gratuitous, but I and I don't want to be. I, I, I'll tell you what what I was thinking when I watched the play um, against Vegas, where Colton Miller, who's the fourth best left tackle in football, fourth fourth rated left tackle in football this year, uh, Pro Football Focus, and he drove. Colton Miller back into Jarrett Stidham and Stidham through the wounded duck that was intercepted and run back and then they they get the field goal to win the game. I, I mean, that is what 
a great player does. That's what uh, that's what a great player in all sports. You want you want the ball in Steph Curry's hands in overtime when the when there's a gigantic play coming, and you know defensively they needed a huge play to stop the Raiders, who had been going up and down the field uncharacteristically, and they needed something to happen. He made it happen. Uh, and plays like that just really stick in my mind when I'm voting for things like this. And look, if I had been, I'm sure there are five times this year where actually the closest guy to him, in my opinion, this year is Chris Jones of the Chiefs, uh, who I just think he's, he is, he is to 2022 what Aaron Donald has been the prior seasons. He has been absolutely incredible, and he's close, but he's number two on my list, and uh, and Bosa's number one. There have only been two coaches fired since the end of the season, and five total if you include the three that got it during the season. A, are there going to be any more firings, and B, where is Jim Harbaugh going to end up if he does, in fact, leave Michigan? Well, let me put it this way. What's the place that makes the most sense for him if he leaves Michigan? Well, you got to figure if Harbaugh goes somewhere, it's going to have to be for a lot of money. And so who out there right now would pay Jim Harbaugh an awful lot of money? I don't think Michael Bidwell would in Arizona. Um, I think there are two places that... I would call, I don't want to say desperate, but I would call places that really want uh, want an answer and want to win like right now. And one is Denver and the other is Carolina. And those two places basically have money is not an object if you can solve their problem. So I, I just, I honestly think that whoever can convince, uh, you know, the Walton money and uh, and George Payton, the general manager of Denver, that they can fix Russell Wilson. Uh, that's the one who they're going to want to hire. Will they believe that Jim Harbaugh can fix Russell Wilson? Will they believe that Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson and will want to fix Russell Wilson? I think that's a big question about Payton, by the way. Does he really want to coach this year, or does he want to wait for a job where he has a superstar quarterback? I mean, I, I would, I would make, I, 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 I would also just say two things about the playoffs this year. Okay, first of all, I think it's going to be interesting whether if the Chargers or the Cowboys have desultory losses this weekend, would the owners of either of those teams think? we can do better with Peyton and try to go after Peyton and fire their coaches. I don't think it will happen in either place. I think Brandon Staley will be back. I think Mike McCarthy will be back. But let's see what happens this weekend before we we know that for sure. Is there a reason in your mind where there, why there have been so few firings this year, or is it just cyclical? Cyclical. Uh, but it's not over, Ray. It just—it's not over. Um, I, I you're counting Indianapolis as an opening. I would assume because I do think they're going to do interviews and 
And uh, I think it, I, I don't get a feel whether it's Jeff Saturday, whether Jeff Saturday has a real chance of coming back. But <clears throat> Jim Irsay is one of those iconoclastic guys who doesn't care what people think about him. But even he would have to admit that uh, this has not gone well. And it's amazing to me how the Colts have fallen. You know, they're, the Colts are really down with Houston right now. They're, they're, they're down at that level right now because all the guys who they thought were really good players have either been hurt too much, like, uh, you know, like uh, Shaquille Leonard, or uh, like their offensive line, they've just massively underperformed. And so I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Indianapolis. That's a curious case. But, you know, let's, let's wait and see what happens after the dust settles, like with the Rams. Uh, and then there's always one or two surprises. How's Mike Grable feeling right now? I would assume that Mike Grable is back, but let's see how he's feeling. How's Robert Kraft gonna be feeling about Bill Belichick? <laughs> I'm not suggesting in any way that Belichick is gonna be out. I'm just suggesting that uh, Robert Kraft, enough people who cover that team and who know that team over the years have hinted and said that Kraft, when he meets with Belichick after the season, is essentially going to say, you are not coming back with that offensive staff next year. You're not going to do it. Let's get a professional quarterback coach and a professional offensive coordinator in here. Peter King. Kraft is just, I think Kraft is going to exert his will a little bit. Peter King with us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, we've already gone long. Let's go real quick lightning round. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, only three outcomes available. Back with the Packers, another team but still in the NFL, or retires from the NFL. Where would you place your bet? Back with the Packers. I think he loves tormenting the press and public with, oh, I don't want to give my jersey away as my last game. It might be my last game. And I'm going to walk off the field with my arm around my best buddy, Randall Cobb. It might be our last time walking off the field because that's clearly the image he presented. I think he comes back. Lovey Smith, most costly win in NFL history in terms of Chicago now has the number one overall. And would the Bears actually consider trading Justin Fields? They'd be stupid if they did. Luke Getze and Justin Fields are a very good match. I think they wouldn't mind trading their pick, but they're not going to pick a quarterback if they stay at number one. They'll take either that Georgia defensive play. They'll, they'll take the best defensive player on the board. And finally, in maybe one of the prime examples that things change quickly in this league, we looked at the NFC West 12 months ago and said, well, here's an absolute juggernaut for years to come. Everyone feels locked, loaded, their futures are kind of secure, and Seattle is about to hit a reboot. Well, look at Seattle. They're the team that's actually got you know a little bit of a present because they're in the playoffs, obviously, yeah. and a bright future, but there's also a limitation on a 32-year-old Geno Smith just repackaging the magic, and we'll see in the postseason again next year, folks. Like I wouldn't bet on Seattle's 
immediate future as much as I like their long-term future with the draft picks they got coming their way. All of a sudden, the Mets, or excuse me, the Rams look like an absolute mess, Peter, and the Arizona Cardinals might be the biggest mess in the NFL, not named the Houston Texans. So what do you think of the NFC West now? I think it's a really good time to be a great team in the NFC West because I could see the 49ers going 6-0 and in the division next year, no matter who their quarterback is. And my guess is the quarterback's going to be Brock Purdy. Um, I don't see a scenario unless something weird happens in the next two, three weeks that that isn't the case, but, you know, we'll see. Um, but I do think there's one, there's one thing... You know, John Schneider, uh, I, even though he he has had some checkered drafts in the last few years, he just hit a home run with his draft this year. Uh, he got four excellent starters out of this draft, and he's got two picks likely in the top 20 of next year's draft. And so I, I, I don't know whether he'll take a quarterback or not. He's the kind of guy who can do anything. But I would feel confident if I were a Seattle fan that that they will be very competitive next year, no matter who plays quarterback for them. But Seattle will be the biggest test for the Niners next year and probably the year after. Um, everything has to be healthy. Everything has to be right for the Rams with 35-year-old Matthew Stafford and a well-beaten-up Cooper Cup as the two huge offensive pieces. They don't have an offensive line. You don't know. I mean, I know Aaron Donald. He told me before the year I'm playing two years. I'm not positive he will. We'll see what happens. Rams are very much in flux, but I will tell you this. There is not a soul in that organization who would trade the Super Bowl last year if they knew that they would be uber competitive Uh, for the next five years. No doubt about it. Trophies officially matter. Peter, thank you so very much. As always, it's a pleasure. We'll do it again next week and hopefully be talking about the 49ers and and who they've got coming up next. Thanks a lot. Stay dry, guys. I feel for everybody out there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.